Hey y'all, hey. It's your girl Nikita. Thank you for joining. Let's talk. So, well, before I uh, move forward, how are you today? Good. If not, no, it's going to be okay. So, y'all, I have my best friend here, Miss Tiara. Um, and we're coming to talk to you all today about stop minimizing your greatness. So, I hope you all enjoy. Can you tell us who you are, ma'am? Hey, y'all. Hey, um, my name is Tiara S. Turner. Simply put, I just say that I am a catalyst for change. And I just love hell in every moment. I love everything that I do. And I'm just a person who loves God is ready for change and to be the change. That's my best friend. That's my best friend. <laughs> Go, best friend. Okay. So, y'all, this is a surprise to her, but it was a setup for me. I'm looking for my phone. Um, so this weekend, me and her have been read for filth by our 15-year-olds. They read us, and it was just out of nowhere. It was out of nowhere. And it all started with me. My daughter was putting her lashes on because we was going to have a daughter date with Saturday. And out of nowhere, she just read me from top to bottom, A and B. Like, I felt like she drugged me through the house by my hair. Yeah. It's, had to be because, baby, she told me up. Yeah. So I had to put myself back together again. Like, I'm still bruised and battered on the inside, but I can't show nobody. Um, and then somebody thought it was real cute. I ain't going to point no fingers and say no names, Tierra. And like, I was just on the other end of the phone just laughing and, and you know, encouraging her and thinking, you know, she right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, but Sunday. But Sunday. Baby, she called to tell me how good church was and all of the things that happened at church. It was phenomenal. You know, if you're ever in Alabama and you find yourself in a little place called Atkins, Alabama, come see us at the New Life Church where the pastor is none other than my pastor, the greatest pastor to me on this side of heaven, Pastor Antoine L. Green. Come visit us, y'all. All right. Shout your church out, baby. <laughs> now, he. But he really, he really is a dope pastor. He is one of two pastors that has degrees, <laughs> yes, that has restored my faith in God and my hope in who God is is truly. Because for so long, people put God in a box, and I felt like, well, not even only a box, but they also made God seem so mean and angry and like um, crazily jealous. God, which I understand to be jealous. I get that. But the way that it's presented to you is if you fail, you're done. God ain't going to forgive you. And these men, like, they, you can see the God in them and the way that they love God and that they are real authentic men. And I know you only heard about one pastor, but the other green that I'm talking about is my pastor, um, Bethlehem in Hillsboro, 
Alabama, and his name is Pastor Green Davidson, the fourth. I'm sorry if I got the last part, but I believe it's the fourth. But listen, those are some mighty, mighty, mighty men of God, and I am blessed to know them. Sorry, we got on a little rant about the pastors because it's something about a man of God that loves his family first, but also loves his church the way that he loves his family. And I take that back. He loves God first. And then he loves his family. And the love that he has for God and his family trickles down to his church family. And you can really feel that. And I feel like it's missing in a lot of places. So I'm just grateful to see that and to be a part of it. But what we come to talk about today is to stop minimizing your greatness. So I started writing the other day. And I'm going to let y'all know what I wrote about it. Then we're going to ask Tierra her thoughts on what that means so she can have a few minutes to think because she didn't know anything. All right. So um, on August the 6th, I was writing and I said, we go through so much in life that we overlook the smaller things. I have been working uh, we have been working on my bio, um, and I didn't think I had much going on because I don't have degrees, certificates, or much training in things I am passionate about. I look at my best friend, and I see all of her accomplishments has been documented. Not all of them. That's drastic, but quite a few of them. If I was to stay here and list them all for you, you would swear I was talking about five different individuals. But it's only one. I'm not going to do her like that again this week because I just did her like that last week and she didn't know what to do. So I'm going to give her a break. Um, So all that she speaks on and does has things to back up. She has things to back it up. I admire her in so many ways because she is a go-getter. And baby, she has a lot of knowledge in many areas. Well, yesterday when we were working on mines, she helped me point out so many accomplishments that I have made and I was able to see. No, I don't have degrees to be who God created me to be, but I have experience and that's just as good. And I was reminded of the God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. And so I've been saying that for what? And I did, it was just a random day when that thought come to my mind. If I'm, tell, if I'm lying, tell me I'm lying. And I couldn't understand it. And she, she like, y'all, I don't know if y'all got one of these, but I, she like my little personal Bible breaker break downer. Cause see, sometimes the Bible be over my head. So I'd be like, here, break this down in your terms. Cause I don't understand. And if it's, if Y'all, if you listen to Sarah Jake Roberts, I have a best friend just like her. <laughs> like, <laughs> just uh, like her. Y'all, I don't know who she's talking about. <laughs> that Al, y'all heard that who? That was her. That was her. So, like, when we were working on the uh, my bio and I reread it, 
it makes sense as when it when it talks about in the Bible, I don't call the qualified, I qualify who I call. It's amazing to see that transition. Okay, okay, I'm done talking for now because I can ramble about this girl all day long. But, <laughs> I, I mean, I was, but I was also talking about you. Like, we are what you call, in my mind, the dynamic duo is what was said to us. But if, yeah, that's what it is. Because if you think about it, when we go into conversations together, my craziness and just my outgoingness starts the conversations and I say everything, but then you come back with that social worker, little country lady on the inside of you and like seal it. So from all of that, because I know I said a lot, are you ready to tell us your thoughts on what it means to stop minimizing your greatness? And can you give us an example of how you've done that? Oh, wow. That's so many. <laughs> um, oh, this is, um, wow. Okay. So, stop minimizing your greatness. You know, you hear it all the time where they tell you, um, don't dim your light so others can shine. So, when I hear stop minimizing your greatness is I just came to terms with last month, maybe, um, yeah, last month, where God began to tell me that it's my illumination season. Mm. And I was like, God, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I almost sound like my spiritual mother. Hold up, bring it down for me. <laughs> and um, I was like, what does that mean? And God said, your illumination season. See, now that all that you've been through, and now you're seeing it from my point of view, and understanding all the tests and all the trials that you had to overcome, and all that you went through, build up your faith, and it lit up a fire on the inside of you. And I ain't going to take y'all left. I promise I'm trying to keep this thing right here in here. See this circle? I'm going to try to keep it right here in the circle. And so she not going to be able to y'all. I just want y'all to know. So you don't want to hear like it's gonna take a step into the preaching arena. So if you don't want to hear that, then I would suggest you log off now. Cause when she gets in there, baby, it's gonna get real deep. So buckle up. Buckle up, buckle. Yes. So I began to ask him, what does he mean by that? And he said. With your illumination season, now you've yielded unto my light. And I've lit a fire on the inside of you, and it's consuming fire. Mm. And the lower you stay in me, the more connected you stay in me, the more you're feeding your spirit man than your flesh man. What does that mean, right? When you're in a battle for your life, there are things that you're going through that requires you to make a sacrifice. And so, you know, I'm just all honest, right? And I was in this battle. I had um, what I would say, I backslid, right? Mm. It was like, you know, I ain't never been skiing, but I imagine just being on a ski, ski slope and just going backwards down. And I'm, I'm a real fan. <laughs> 
know when you talking about the VCR tape you went. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. But I backslid so hard, y'all. I fell down into this trap. And, like, I knew all the warning signs, but because I was so hurt. I was so broken. And, like, I knew if I was here, I could control it. issue with control, like God is really working on me because like I have control of heaven over everything, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, and that's because somebody stole my innocence at a young age. So I felt like I had to control every instance of my life. Like y'all, I'm one of those who can set goals and I achieve goals. Like I got quantitative. Tell me I can and I'm the total opposite. I make a goal and I ain't rich yet. Yeah. I get mad at myself. I get so disappointed when I don't achieve goals. Like, now I beat myself up bad. Oh my God, now I see what my child is doing. Don't okay. it all make sense? It does. But back to illumination season. And so, um, in this back slope, I had to, y'all, I had to climb up this slope that I had fell down in. But God had to show me who I was in this moment. And he said, you can't say the enemy made me do any of this. You put yourself here. Mm. And he said, and the only way you get up is through me. Mm. And so, y'all, I began to study hard because I just wanted to understand, like, if this was you saying, Give me some. Give me some. <laughs> put this on. <laughs> give me some. Clearly, one or two. Yeah. I don't know. Give me some to put this on. Like I put this on uh, Hezekiah too. <laughs> I don't know, but I put it on something. <laughs> yeah. And so he began to do that, and like he began to change my hunger, y'all. And then it became contagious. Okay, my hunger when he changed my appetite for life. He would get to change other people around me. I ain't wasn't famous. But I think her name was Kitchen Charity. Y'all were her uh, Let's Talk podcast. But he began to change our appetite. And so he, when he changed my appetite, my best friend appetite changed. So then I ain't have to study by myself. I had to look foolish all along. But no, he sent me somebody to walk with me. And then my people around us appetite started changing. Yeah. Our appetite started changing. And God said, I was lighting you up then. So, you know, I was like, light me up, Jesus, right? <laughs> and so he said, now you're in your illumination season. And you don't have to be afraid. You you, you kill you kill the um, the saying that you had to dim your light so others can shine. You got to step back. You're doing too much. Don't be all that. It, it's, it's not what you're supposed to show up at. Mm-hmm. And God told me that's not true. God said, it's your illumination season. You let your light shine so bright because when my light shines through you, it illuminates the darkness around mm. you. And what happens when you illuminate the darkness around you, my light becomes contagious. And the consuming fire that's on the inside of me passes to somebody else. My so God. stop minimizing my greatness and stop digging my big top. Mm. Say that again. So, in order to stop minimizing your greatness, uh-huh. you gotta stop big. You gotta stop minimizing our big God. Mm. 
stop smiling, God. Stop smiling, God. Mm, that's good. And so it was just on um, yesterday evening. Um, <laughs> my child decided to go <laughs> um, and went in on me. And um, she was telling me that because I was talking to my best friend and I was telling her like God was speaking to me and I rolled in silence and he just wanted to, me to be calm, cool, and just receive. And then my baby was like, but I hear God telling me to tell you that he wants you to turn it up. Stop, stop being so quiet in spaces. Stop, stop not using what he put in you because what he put in you is for what the people need. And it's amazing, mama. Like he's bigger than just this. Like, this is where you starting at, but it's going to go real fast. But you got to stop minimizing who you are and what God put in you. I said, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, we we were taken aback because, wow. So, yeah, um, I just heard that whole conversation all over again. So, listen, y'all, I hope that you all can understand where we are coming from when it comes down to your greatness. Stop allowing the people and things around you to dim your light, as Tierra said, and start allowing your light to illuminate those dark places. Because in that you are able, people may not be able to see who you truly are. They may minimize you in those moments, but you are able to see who they truly are. And if you are willing to shine your light into them, that gives God an opportunity in my mind, if I'm looking at the light in the way that works, is if I'm allowing God to shine the, the light on the dark places within you, then he is able to get to those places because it's going to be acknowledged. If I'm reminded, somebody says you have to give your dysfunctions and things a name. So once you go to pray about it, even talk about it, it has a name so God knows where to, you know, come to. Yeah, somebody did. We ain't going to point no name. No, we ain't going to point no fingers again, Tierra. But so when you say two, um, when you mentioned how it kind of, once you got in your rightful position with God and started allowing God to maximize who he created you to be and all of those goals and things that you have been able to achieve so that you are able to release control. Now, now I know it's hard because you already know I'm over here battling the control demon myself, like. Baby, we go round for round. Like, that's why I've been drinking so much water because I be tired. <laughs> but I. Because, <laughs> baby. I don't know, but I, I thought you only had a number of rounds that you can go, but this demon here, it's, it be trying to get you. Like, it, it comes at you in all different directions. Um,. But if we allow God to shine through us and 
speak through us and think through us, you know, and let God lead all of those places, we would be able to help a lot of people just through them watching us. You know, I like it. Um, I like the phrase. I know I'm not allowed to say it. But it's when you are a person um, that complains a lot, mm. um, or you always see a problem in something, I feel like before you open up your mouth to complain about it, you should have a solution for it. Yeah. Don't, don't just tell me what the problem is and you don't know how to fix it. Just keep that to yourself. And you're not open to fixing it. That part, right? And so I've adopted the mindset that the change that I want to see starts first to deal with me. Yes, yes. And that's what I believe in illuminating darkness. Me. It makes sense. Because in order for me to go into a dark place, and I am the light. I am coming to change. Mm. I'm coming to disrupt what you got going on here in this stillness. I'm coming to break up the fallow ground so that I can plant the seeds that God told me to. Now, I may not be there when the trees sprout out the ground, hmm. but I did the labor. Mm. And when the harvest comes forth, whether I gather, you gather, it's for the people. That, that right there, knowing who you are allows you to stop minimizing who you are. Because as long as you don't know, like, who God has created you to be, you, you'll never be able to face the, the darkness in that way. Um... A big thing that I have a problem with, um, we just want to get the food on this end of the devotion, we got this tomorrow. Um, it's about the imposter syndrome. Mm. When you're in an identity crisis and you don't know who you are, right? Mm -hmm. And so you begin to adopt this from this person. Adopt this from this person. Guilty. Adopt this from this person. Guilty. So you will make up a Baby, you're a mutt. Right. <laughs> you don't know who your daddy is. What blessed it. <laughs> Not a mutt. <laughs> That's all. But this is the truth. Lord, I'd have been a mutt. Maybe I know. But, I, but guess what? I was a mutt because I didn't know my identity. Yeah. But I went to the vet. Not the vet. And girl, the vet began to tell me, now nah, you can't do that because you're going to shed like this over here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he was like, you need this set of shots because you're not that over there. <laughs> and so listen, he was like, did you not know you was a full pure bread? Mm. He didn't even know I was going to go there. He said, you're not a mud at all. Mm. He said, the, the real crazy thing is it's only a small few of the kind that you, you are. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good right there.
I don't remember the sermon, but I remember him taking off his suit his suit jacket and changing it with someone else of a smaller stature. And his was tailor made to him, mm-hmm. and the gentleman's was store bought. That's true. I watched that sermon. So when you when you say it that way, that's what like a visible. That is wow. Because you have to think. Even for me and you, as close as we are, we're similar, but we're so, so different. different. Yes. And so I, I always tell people that, and you know, when he made me, he made me, he cut the cross in real and he, he didn't make a car to copy. Uh-uh. But you know what I even me say? Too. I have twin sisters. And when they were born, they were identical. Mm. Could not tell them apart. Me growing up, I could not tell my sister them apart. talking about and it's just like oh my god 
And the reason why I'm smiling so much is I think I told you um, my spiritual mother and her best friend would be, right? And you remember I said, I wish the Lord gave me a, a friend. friend like that. Yeah. And look where you at now. Look at God. Every time. And we was crazy at first place. We didn't even want to be friends. Y'all. Okay, y'all want to talk about <laughs> who am I, right? So, let me tell y'all. Um, and see, I ain't even want to tell my business like this. So, I have a mentoring program for young girls. And it's called Save My Girls Mentoring Program. Um, we mentor young girls from the age of 6 to 19 years old. That is not the truth of mine. It's 6 to 21 years mm-hmm. old. Um, because my college student and so um, I am Nikita's daughter's mentors, right? And they are part of my organization. And so, you know, I communicate with the parents. I talk to them, you know, oh, um, but I love their kids for real, right? For real, for real, for real. Like, I love their kids. And um, I be their mamas, their titties, their cousins, their homegirls, you know, everything. <laughs> everything. And so, um, she called me one day. She sent me a text and she said, hey, if you got a chance, can you come talk to me? I was like, oh, God, something's wrong with the girls. Like, I waited all evening, all to come over here. I only went like seven minutes away. <laughs> Not and even seven. I was like so nervous because I thought she was going to say something really dramatic that happened. And I pulled up and was sitting out in her front yard, <laughs> leaning on her car, talking. And she was like, hey, I, I really don't want to, you know, say what I'm about to say. And I really don't want to say it. And I don't understand why we having this conversation. Like, well, you called me, so what you <laughs> Is everything okay with the girl? <laughs> She's like, oh, this ain't got nothing to do with me. I was like, yeah, I took a big girl. And I was like, oh, okay, girl, what's wrong? <laughs> I remember this whole day like yesterday because I sure did not. Baby, I sat on that text message so long. And then when I when I finally wrote it all the way out, I deleted it like five times. I'm not texting this woman to come over here. And before I went to delete it the last time, it accidentally sent. And this was before iPhones had been unseen. You know, I can ask you, brother, because I iPhone all the time. I be using that Yeah, if you updated it with Oh. And if the person don't view it before you unsend it. Oh. Okay, so, teach me that. I can do it. Okay, I got right. you. I got Amen. you. But, yeah, it finally sent y'all, and she came over here. And I just went to telling this woman, all my, my, not my kids' business, my business. And I ended up asking her to be my mentor. And y'all, at the time, at the time, I did not mentor adult women. I have co- I have was coined myself as the mentor for young girls. Mm-hmm. I still am that. Okay, to make sure that's still out there, I am the mentor for young girls. No, she's actually a mentor for young girls, boys, <laughs> men, and women. She just denying it. I'm I'm saying this on record, so once y'all start seeing her, y'all can come back here and say, yeah, y'all best friend did say that. Because she keep holding on to this old thing, old way of being, where she just, she taking the easy ride out with the girls. And so what I was saying was, um, oh, okay. before I 
took this um, step into this new direction um, with the Lord uh, Boogie. I, I ain't mentoring nobody but young girls from that age of 6 to 19. And so she comes talking about, will you be my mentor? I said, you? I said, I don't do that. She was like, well, I don't know what you're going to do because that's what God said. I was like, now you just told me. <laughs> you don't even talk to God like that. And you going to tell me God said I'm supposed to be your mentor. That is so. And help you on this journey. I was like, okay. Let me pray about y'all now. One thing I did, even when I was foolish in the world, I prayed about everything. And, you know, that's why I, I had a hard come up that slow. Because I do. I pray about everything. <laughs> this is true. And so God will tell me not to do nothing. Yeah, I was foolish. Don't be like me. <laughs> Learn from my mistakes. Don't, don't be like me, okay? Do not do what I do. God will tell me not to do something, y'all. And, and I will ahead. do it. And I will die head first into it. <laughs> like a fool. And I will say, see, God told me not to do it. I just can't help myself. <laughs> foolish. Then something happened, I'd be like, girl, this just my conscience. I'm going to just do this. Just ignore me when I'm crying. Oh, but you said you was going to pray about that. But before you left, what you had seen? Yeah. When you said you was going to pray about it, and then we kept talking. And then right before you left out the yard, right before we ended, you were like, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I did. Yeah, I was like, you know what happened? My prayer. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I don't know how I'm supposed to help you, but yeah, okay, I, come on. Because I was just, I'm an honest person, right? <laughs> and I told her in her front yard, I said, the reason why I can help young girls is because I've been there, done that. I, I'm past that. I'm a victor. <laughs> I had some feels. Champion. But baby, <laughs> I can help them. You talking about you in the building. This is what you got going on. But you not know. I, I ain't master that for this. And she said, y'all, how, she was like, how am I supposed to help you? You got three kids. <laughs> and I and got one. <laughs> that's rocking my world. <laughs> she was like, I don't mean no home. <laughs> but how am I supposed to help you? You got three kids. And I'm barely making it with my one. <laughs> She said, I feel like I'm, I'm losing it with my one, and I'm supposed to help you with your three. I ain't sure how it's going to work, but all right. Yeah, I'm foolish, <laughs> okay? I'm telling you, Kiki um, Nikita was my um, first <laughs> adult. Okay, so I would say she was my first adult mentee in my life coaching journey mm-hmm. because I mentored and did the other right? And so I was like, God, please don't let me fail this woman. Y'all, we weren't friends at this moment. At all. I, I probably had met her like four times. I had been her security business for the year. Yeah. Pretty she much. dropped him on the night we got the car. I knew they were safe. I, if I, like, I'm a safe parent. I'm protective. Yeah. I met with her when I Asked about her around. I did my research and I prayed. Like me and God wasn't on good terms. Like me and him wasn't friendly for me. But for my kids, I knew God was gonna come through. So 
I'm like, God, if this ain't where they supposed to be, like, don't let me know. And more and more, I kept letting them go around you. The more and more they were starting to open up. And the more I'm like, okay, well, shoot, we going to keep this going. And then, y'all, she left. Now, my kids wanted to spend a night with her. You remember the very first time? I was terrified. Petrified. Baby, I was on her phone like my kids were newborn babies. I know I got on her nerves. And then we I left y'all alone. Them children have been stuck to you like glue ever since. Y'all, our friendship what didn't like but didn't come because we wanted it. We both were so against having a female friend. And that's all that's all I knew was males because females was too much. But I will say that over the years, I don't even know how many years it's been. It feels like it's been forever. But over the years, our titles in each other's life have changed so much in the magnitude of which we help each other. Now, we ain't around here giving each other money and things like that. Like, we don't have the typical friendships. I don't think. I don't feel like it's typical. Because first of all, our first love is God, then our children, and then we come together as friends. You know what I'm saying? Sisters. Um, but to see where we started, how we started, to where we are now, starting nonprofits and doing picnics and praying together, the family prayer line, like the things we've done together and we're doing together make so much sense now versus from the start of things. And I look at it and I think God like all the time, you know, I'm super like, oh girl, I just love you. I thank God so much for you. You don't know God will <laughs> And I do <laughs> Yeah, to have a real friend that you can and I mean real and for my men, you know, no brother. It, to have a friend that you can just be yourself with, like with all your hard stuff, like this is all me, real raw and uncut. Like, girl, listen. One day, I just told her all my business. Now, this is not this not when we was first when I was first in school. I was like, girl, one thing that that I told her all my business because of where she was at in her life. I had to show her the God that I serve and the one and only true living God. Like, that he will go down into the depths to get you up. Because, baby, I was, I think I was the low level boss. Listen. And I was not too far gone. They say you need the money. Not for the one. And, baby, I had to that one multiple times. Said what you said, what you said, baby. God was get no, not God. The angels got tired of trying to help and come rescue me, and they told God, "Listen, sir, if if you want her, you gonna have to go get her yourself." Cause see, she ain't listening. I'm tired. They hair gray. They fragile and brittle after dealing with me. Cause they. <laughs> Because you, you, Gabriel, and Michael, and all that white said, you 
Don't move. Just stand right there because she's about to bump her head right there. And then she's going to bump her head over there. And then she's going to fall right here. Yep. And <laughs> that was I had me. to go through that because I, I, I was that person. That was me. Because I just knew what God had called me to do. Yep. At an early age, like I've been doing this thing all my life. Really it all my um, since I was 15. Ain't that funny? How old is I? 15. Okay, we yeah. <clears throat> keep going because so, you know, I, like, we're gonna keep so, going. I look at this and I said, journey from 15 to 32. And I remember the one time that I met um, Wesley Ricard. Amazing prophet of the now movement. Mm. He, when the fivefold ministry started to start up, um, I was a young, uh, hungry Jessica guy, like 16, just ready for the world, you know, to just want to just tell everybody about Jesus. Like, at 16 year old, I wanted to be a missionary. I wanted to travel the world, tell everybody about my God. Going to places where, you know, um, I remember, like, I think I was 16, and um, there was a massacre when they killed all those kids across seas. They asked them if they loved God and if they believed in Jesus, and if they said, yes, they shall be saved. Mm. And they would all look at them, and they would go, like, 10 kids left out of 30, and then they Because they would just say, well, like, it was crazy. And I was like, put me in a room, I'm going to tell them. Right. 
entire weekend and we would come back home on the weekend. Um, my pastor at the time was like, um, she said, do you believe what she said? And I said, I really don't remember what she said. It was a lot going on. And I mean, she touched me. That's all. That's all I remember. I'm not changing this shirt. I, I mean, I'm not washing this shirt. I don't understand. She was like, didn't they forget to bring the whole room with their pastor? And I was like, oh, thank you. And even to this day, they don't let me forget what they always remind me. And there was a point in my life where I didn't think it really made sense. Like, I mean, it's was very it's a real waity. <laughs> Yeah. In this illumination season, um, I refuse to die with my life being for somebody else, yeah. Yeah. I used to tell God you want me to take that thing and find somebody else to do Baby. Baby. I told him that a couple of times and he ain't listening. He said because what I created you for. For you were formed in your mother's womb. Mm-hmm. This is my plan for your life. Mm-hmm. And I can't find somebody else to do it, but I can't pull somebody else in your position to do it. But then you forfeit all the blessings I have mm. in my life. So you want me to find somebody else to do it? All right. Don't be complaining when, because you didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know about you, I've been in some positions in my life where I minimized my greatness and didn't want to step up to the plate and do what God called me to do. And I turned around and somebody was doing the very thing that I was. And God said, but you didn't want to. Because I minimized my greatness and I'm small in my life. Mm -hmm. I bring it in a box. But God gets big guys. You know, they beat you, they beat all of us. Just like that. Just like that. Like, and when you throw his weight around, you can't minimize your greatness because the Bible says, if you want the truth of the matter, greater is he that is, that is in me than he that is in the world. Yeah. So when you minimize your greatness, you minimize God. Yeah. You're right. You are most definitely right about that. I choose to follow Yeah, I believe him. Yeah. yeah. Crossing you by the junior dynamic duo. Hello. <laughs> Baby, day eight. So listen, because we can talk all day, and I don't want to record all our conversation because y'all don't get that privilege. Um, but I want to say first, um, you guys, I want to challenge you this week. Um, to take a step back in your life and see what areas that you are minimizing yourself in in order to either please somebody else or just because you don't feel that you are enough for that place. Um, And if you're not sure what that is, talk to God. Ask God to show you. Um, Journal. You know, I like journaling, y'all. I'm going to tell y'all that almost every episode because that's something that helps me. But that is my challenge to you all this week is to find out what you're minimizing in your life. 
Um, also, thank you, Pierre, for the uh, quick, sudden, immediate <laughs> uh, move to come on to the podcast tonight. I do greatly appreciate it. Um, y'all, this will not be the last time you all hear from her. But, again, thank you. And y'all, thank you for joining in. Y'all have a good night, baby. I'm out.